Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lead Team Podcast. We have uh, some new faces today here with us that you it's, can't see. Okay, it's podcasts. They're, no, they're not faces. It's new voices. That's why I was, but I was explaining that. New voices, Jason. Okay, Curtis, listen, listen. Thank you. <laughs> I can tell I'm back. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is Ron Sears back with us. So glad to have him here with us today. So Ron, tell us what it was like being back. Um, it was awesome. Um, first of all, being gone, um, I had in front of my a table in front of my couch was where I stored all my cards, um, and they kept building up, building up, and I was getting multiple cards every day. Ended up getting over ninety cards wow. at the time that I was gone. Um, so it was just a reminder that that I was loved and missed, and um, with the phone calls, texts, you know, visits, and things like that, that was really cool. Um, and those are mostly impersonal because they were all electronic or, or hard copy but coming back and having people hugging your neck and saying they were praying for you and glad to see me back and stuff like that and you know glad i could come back and start you know focusing on correcting jason's office i can you know that was always good stuff you know he missed that a lot <laughs> yeah, 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 but it was yeah. good to be back we also have a guest uh with us on the podcast brock james yeah. our new worship associate uh jared is not able to be with us today but hey uh, it's been two for the price of one the last few weeks, and now you get four for the price of four. So even though it's still free, always is free, always will be free. Free all the so, time. All the time. Best deal free. you're going to get all week Free, long. free, free. But we are in um, week two of December, and we're on our second week in Romans 8. And this week's sermon was living as sons and daughters. And uh, I'm going to give the sermon in a sentence. And then I'm going to just ask you guys of any takeaways that you had from the service yesterday, be it the sermon, be it worship, be it the Christmas lights, be it the gleam off of Curtis's head or Ron's, you know. Um, I wasn't on stage. So there was really no. Yeah, but gleam. whenever you step out, there's just it's just the spotlight. Yeah, it's it's a spotlight. I have hair. You do have hair. <laughs> you do. You do. I, I did. There, now was a, there was a day. All on your face. <laughs> Hey, I, I don't argue with that. I'm, I'm good with that. We speak truth here. Yeah, we, we only speak truth in this space. Absolutely. But uh, the sermon in a sentence uh, for this week, uh, living as sons and daughters, uh, what Pastor Jared brought out for us was, in God's family, we're not merely sculpted from soil. We're sons and daughters stepping into a story far greater than ourselves. So take it away, guys. What are some takeaways from uh, Sunday service? I mean, he talked a lot about inheritance. Yes. You know, that was a key piece of it all. And I think that, you know, in our culture, we look at inheritance and we think about like the money somebody gets, you know, from their parents. But this is, there was something much deeper and much greater in that culture with inheritance and the name and the passing down of the name and the, and, and even just, you know, among the Jewish community, the importance of those things. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of it. You know, we lose sight of the depth of what that means to be an inheritor of the kingdom because, you know, we're all like, yeah, I'm going to inherit, you know. Well, he talked about it more as it's not just that we receive things, but we receive a father. Yeah. Intimacy. He talked about 
And so it's not that just we get to know God, but that he knows us, cares about us, loves us, and we are his. And so for us as Christians, that means a lot because so many of us, like you said, the way we think about it in Western culture with, you know, capitalism driving a lot of our worldview. Um, and that's not a political statement. That kind of sounded like a political statement. That was <laughs> no, not, no political that was not, we do not have political statements on, on the lead. Yeah. Podcast. On the lead team podcast. No, no, um, but it's that so often our lives are built around how much do we own and how much, you know, our, our worth is defined really by what we're able to offer. But yeah. in the economy of Christ, it's about God offers everything. And he gives us everything. He makes us worth everything. So, yeah. Brock, you have something to say. Yeah. So the uh, kind of behind this inheritance, behind this, this goal that we're trying to achieve through um, earning everything, there's the identity is actually found through that inheritance. It's actually found through him being our father. So it's yeah. not just a background. It's not just um, something that sits there. It's actually something that defines our life. And uh, it's pretty applicable to uh today's world whenever everyone's trying to search for this kind of identity to find themselves in something else when it's already right there it kind of hit home with me because i have three adopted grandkids okay wow and so yeah. the two of them the brother and sister that got adopted um the sad thing about it they came with a tub of belongings that's all they had mm. and the cool thing is what they inherited was you know not only a huge family already but a lot of other things yeah uh, the third grandchild was um, there was no father in the, in the picture and um, the mom died. And so mm -hmm. literally didn't have anybody other than grandparents. And so Brittany and Sam adopted him too. So they adopted their nephew. So for um, you, Ron, like this, these children come into your life and was there, you know, a, okay, you're this, then you become this. Or was it like instant, like you're my grandchild and I love you. It's kind of funny. It was the first time I met the guy nine years old. Um, he walked in here and knew my name was G-Pops. Okay. Um, he knew I liked to wrestle. <laughs> and so he came over to me and goes, I want you to pick on me. I mean, he just like, I, I want to fit right in. Yes. Um, and the surprise for him is we have a wall that have all 14 of our grandkids on it. Yeah. I've already got the 15th one up on there. Mm -hmm. So when he walks in, he's going to see that he really is adopted into wow. the family. And that's awesome. Yeah. And see that, oh, I got pictures that's, just like all It's others. funny because that's, right that's the same thing Jason said to you when he came in. He said, you know, <laughs> I want you to pick, you on, to pick me. on me. Ron and did a good worked, job of that It's worked too. out great ever since. It really since. has. Flip script a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a requirement to be on staff. You got to be yeah. able to take it as well as give it. Well, I'm sure as as Jared was talking about, you know, the the concept of these parents who are like, no, I don't see any difference between right. my adopted children. I'm sure that really resonated with you and with Tina, you know, as you guys were there in the room uh, and, you know, just had Thanksgiving with them. Mm -hmm. We'll have Christmas with them all soon. Uh, I'm sure you, you really felt that. I thought of something, it, it kind of plays off of something that you mentioned a second ago. But when you talk about like the inheritance and and then God, us giving to God something that seems, you even mentioned it during worship, I think, the, kind of this glory concept, like God gives us, you know, his glory and, and we offer this back to him and it's it's not good. It's not good enough for us <laughs> to offer, yet he takes it and makes it something amazing. By his blood. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, that's where since we're covered by it, what we give back is what he's already given. It's Yeah. It, and what I thought was super fun about that. <laughs> oh boy, there goes the singing again. We always have one song. One now song. Now time for Silly Song with Jason. Yeah. When's my turn? No, just 
Uh, no, we'll we'll, we'll no, ask going. You know, we'll, we'll ask. This is the second. only time he's ever asked me to sing because <laughs> <laughs> he knows I'm going to make an idiot out of myself. <laughs> oh, we we do, do that it. every week, Ron. Don't yeah. worry about it. So so, but what I thought about was with Christmas coming and stuff. I thought, you know, if I look at the the gifts that that I love, that I just think are really really cool, that my kids gave me, then. Um, they gave them to me when they were at home with me and stuff like that. I paid for all those gifts. Sure. But they're precious to me because they were still gifts given to me by my kids. Right. And so you have this weird, like, it's this weird mirror image of we can only give God what, what he's given to us. It's the only thing that's worth anything. Just just like any kid who gives his father a gift, ultimately he would never be able to give that gift without his father. Right. Without that, that supplication. So it, it's just cool to see the continual picture of the gospel in the family yeah. and, and how God moves through that and gives us this great example. And, you know, attached in the sermon is the continuation of everything we've been talking about, especially in the past few weeks, about how this then applies to our lives lived out in our communities and such like that. Like, OK, if who we are then are sons and daughters of the king of kings. That means we should live, reflect, and be driven how we interact online, in the physical world. Wow, it's just kind of, I was thinking about well, that. Well, we just got transcendental. <laughs> right. I don't know what just happened. Meta. Um, Jason went meta. <laughs> we, you know, that, that then molds it, shapes it. It's our worldview. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's no longer that just that we are sons and daughters, but we live, which was the title that's what i said actually uh, a few weeks ago or last week was that often i think his title gives more reference to what he's going to be speaking about or the main point because it's in that sermon in the sentence kind of gets to give a like an arc mm-hmm. but the title it succinctly says this is what the point is living as sons and daughters <laughs> um and i think that's especially poignant at christmas uh just in reminding ourselves of why we celebrate this season, why we sing the songs we sing and such like that. And I think this week uh, we obviously went more traditional than the previous week uh, with our Christmas song choices and stuff like that. And you talked about come that long expected Jesus. Brock and I actually just talked about that at lunch. We also sang it last night at the upper room Christmas. Our church just already in 24 hours. I'm like, wow, they are loving this song this year. Oh yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, so even just having the opportunity to sing back up on it, I get to kind of just focus on the people rather than, you know, getting, getting engagement, getting all of the, the lyrics correct. Uh, so getting to see their faces in on the specific lines of basically the promise of his return and that, yeah, we sing about Christmas. Yeah. We get this whole pro- what's happened in the past, but this coming again, that's, that's promised and guaranteed. Uh, that's, that's the cool part because I mean, Christ being born is fantastic, but that happened in the past. So him coming again truly can shape and actually can give us our identity. Wow, you just brush like, yeah, that happened in the past. That doesn't mean, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, just way to just brush right past that. Yeah, now Jason feels old. I know. Yeah. I'm glad I'm is that how you out. guys feel? I don't know. I'll let you know when you get older. <laughs> Ron with the swing back. There we go. And he's what? back in the and saddle, ladies and gentlemen. Ron, for you, something that came to mind when you were saying that is um, one of the things I've always done since my girls got saved is I have a recurring reminder on my phone of their rebirth date. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. so every every rebirth date, I text you every one of them individually cool. and say, just this is the day that you know you was reborn and God got you. Then well, yeah. we also do that with adopted kids. Mm-hmm. Um, not right now. It's just the gotcha day. We sure. got you, but it will also be the rebirth day too. Rebirth day, so that's just awesome. Now, that now we... Ron goes meta on us. <laughs> Ron does go meta. It's very wow, meta. Got gotcha, re gotcha, like. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I like it, Ron. Ron pushing things forward. Dig it. Yeah. Well, you know, what we didn't discuss was, you know, he threw in, I I was, I I thought this was really odd. The Lord of the Rings reference. I'm glad. Okay. But here's the thing. It was kind of a, listen, we're going to call Jared out right now. This was not a legitimate Lord of the Rings reference. It wasn't because he said he was going to do it. It wasn't a drop it in as a tie in. Even more well, than that, it, we talked about Bilbo when you know Bilbo didn't use a lot of social media. Anymore. Exactly. I never read that. I mean, maybe it's like Bilbo's great, 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 great grandson. Add two more, and you're there. Yeah, I just I don't know. What does the future of Middle Earth look Who's like? Bulba? I don't know. What? <laughs> Who, Bulba? I don't know. Are we in Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I just thought the Bilbo reference <laughs> was going right past yeah, that. We're just gonna keep moving. <laughs> Bilbo <laughs> Baggins. It, Are it, you googling it right now? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no, Ron just. I haven't Ron, watched any of them, so I don't get any of that. So. That's all right. So I just smile and nod when I he says those things. It's true. Ron smiles and nods a lot. I've yeah. run into a I number do. of people in the last week who have not seen the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh my I do goodness. find it kind of sad. It, they're, they're great. They're quite good. They're quite. The books are great, even better. Great movie making. As y'all found out a few weeks ago, and that's all I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so now in the podcast, we've made genuine Tolkien references. Yes. Uh, to try to overcome the token Tolkien reference. Yes. Is that a Been Tolkien that Tolkien reference? If it's a token Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's kind of exploding right now. We went okay. too meta. Yeah, I, I know we I can do that. I did that for you. I'm not, not quite sure how to... There's smoke coming out of Jason's ears, it's ladies true. and gentlemen. True. I'm a redhead for a reason. <laughs> so, um, so our identity, being that of Christ in this Christmas season, Curtis, how do you think that moves us forward in the Advent season for families? How can families help their little ones, their kids, in the middle of gift-giving, gift getting all those things how, how do they bring yeah. this i mean i think that you know each year we have an advent party that we do right before advent starts and we try to give families tools which by the way if you want tools uh you can get them at the front desk uh in the b building there's still more advent stuff if you want to have those you guys can pick them up but um they have cocoa bombs no no cocoa bombs you need to come to the Advent party for the food. Oh. You just get the tools and resources now. So. I felt like tools. Yeah. So, but no, it, it allows you to go through each day and continually focus your kids on Christ, on who he is and what he's done on hope and joy and peace and love and all that kind of stuff. But when we do that during the season that is the most egocentric season in our culture, we're continually focusing our kids toward Christ each day instead of toward on themselves. Toward themselves. Toward on themselves? Toward themselves. Toward on well, themselves. You gotta have a twa. Twa. Twad. Twa. Okay. No more of a twa. Like a okay. schwa. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do English instead. But the. Twad. 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 So, <laughs> what were you saying, Bruce? So, 
<laughs> I'm not really sure what just happened here, ladies and gentlemen. But Tallwood. Jason's now dancing Tallwood. in the room. Yeah. He just did a pirouette. I'm not sure what just happened here, but I'm not dancing. So, um, but uh, they believe whatever I say. They believe. You talked about faces earlier, so you know faces. Yes. Yeah. What yeah, kind of faces? You said new faces. So, oh yeah, yeah, we do have new faces. Anyway, but as to answer the question that you asked about 17 <laughs> minutes ago, um, I. Uh, I, I think that when we focus our kids Squirrel. on Christ, then uh, we are not focusing on themselves. But I think we also have to ask the question, how are we as a family focusing on the needs of others mm. during these times? Like, is it all just about us making it to, to get all the Christmas <clears throat> gifts and make all the Christmas parties? Or are we seeking out to help others? Are we praying for others intentionally? Um because the 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 problem with identity is when we focus on ourselves and only on ourselves, then we find our identity in ourselves. And that's what culture teaches us to do. And that's extremely dangerous and destructive in the life of a child. But when we focus on others in 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 sharing the gospel with them and the love of Christ with them, we will find ourselves identifying with Christ naturally, even before kids come to uh, come to an understanding of who Christ is fully and and get saved at that point. They have this journey that they're on that we see in families. I can see it in, in Ron's grandkids right now, and you know where they're walking this path where they're thinking about things of Christ. They're thinking about um, God and, and what He did for us during this Christmas season. Um, that helps them find their identity in Him even before they've truly identified with Him, and they yeah. then they seek that out naturally uh, during their lives. And I think that makes a a really big difference. So uh, kind of as we move through uh, the rest of December, uh, we still have a few more Christmas events. We have our big Christmas celebration this coming Sunday, Christmas at Tate Springs. And that'll be just a wonderful morning of celebrating uh, the birth of Christ with our uh, kids choir, with our worship choir, worship band, and the media team and everything that's involved in there. And we also have our candlelight service on Sunday morning, the 24th at 1030 a.m., we're going to have a hot cocoa bar. You can come in your PJs. Curtis and I will not be coming in our PJs. Can I? No. Ron, you can come in your PJs. You are allowed, you are to, allowed come in your PJs. to PJs. Um, Curtis and I will not because we are on stage. And I don't uh, and I don't even should. shop at Walmart in my PJ pants. I want to pick out your onesies. So. You want to pick out my onesies? Yeah. Zip up. Okay, that's that was gonna be my question. <laughs> Sorry. Is it you're gonna have like the hood with the ears and stuff like that? He's gonna be like a dog. Shrek and Oh I'll let you guess who all of a sudden I'm okay with being Shrek. I mean I already look like Shrek, but I'm really okay. I thought I was gonna be the gingerbread man. Oh no, not the gum drop buttons. Is this what Jared meant about us getting uh, off track? I think, but we kept it on real good. Like I, I made sure to get us in the. It was simply Ron's present, right? Just it was meta. It was all Ron. <laughs> yeah, threw it all off. Right. So, um, Brock, welcome back to Tate Springs. It's good to be back. I'm not um, can you can you kind of you know what you heard you know yesterday and where you think we're going? Like where do you think we're going in Romans? Not having too much exposure. Yeah, uh, luckily I got a bit of a heads up because I got to watch some live streams before right, jumping in. Right, but, right, right. Um, I really, it's it in some ways it's similar to uh, uh, a series that happened really early on, several years ago, kind of just talking about um, 
the Bible applied directly to the culture and the society now, sure. rather than kind of more ethereal theological things, hyper application. Um, so that's cool because it is about, we are hitting on issues like identity. We're hitting on issues even this past week, um, identity through gender, identity through uh, actions, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it ne doesn't necessarily have to be shallow. The application can go deep and it can affect the philosophy of the believer rather than just the the practice of it because mm -hmm. if you just affect the practice if you just affect the actions then it's only going to go so deep if you affect the the motivations behind the believer then that's something that can really change yeah. absolutely well uh, guys thank you so much for listening today to another episode of the lead team podcast i think we could title this one unhinged <laughs> and we will see you all next week have a great day thanks for listening at Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.